Ladies, you can probably relate to this one, but you know when the guy has the awkward, like, long linger hug at the end mm -hmm. of the date, and yeah. you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> He's trying to take How do I get out of right this? now? Yeah, so I could feel him kind of pulling that move, and I was like, I don't want to kiss. I don't want to do anything. So mm -hmm. I sort of jumped back <laughs> after we, or after with a linger hug, I spun around. <laughs> And threw some finger gun. No! <laughs> oh, like I twirled in a finger gun to him and I was like, see you later. And oh, I don't know what possessed me to do this. That is amazing. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Welcome back for another episode of Interstates and Heartbreak. Today, we have an amazing guest. She's the queen of accents. She is a master of pierogies. She's quite possibly Timothy Chalamet's biggest fan. Alex Vilsky, welcome. Thank you so much, Leslie. Thank you for that introduction. I don't know that I'm Timothy's biggest fan, actually. He's got a lot. He's got a lot, but I'm up there. I'm up he there. He does have a lot. And I feel like to me, Everyone who's a fan is like his biggest fan because I feel like we just have different types of guys that we're into. Yeah. yeah. And Timothy Chalamet is not my type of guy. Very yeah. talented, but not my type, but that's fine. So <laughs> I we can see that. One of my other close friends said the same thing, but so we're not going to compete. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know, if we were to ever go out and like both be single, mm. we could easily wingman for the mm, other person, exactly. not get jealous. Exactly. Yeah. That's the test of a true friendship, right? <laughs> that's the basis. You're yeah, not fighting basis. over guys. <laughs> So Alex has actually made a previous appearance on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so for anyone who listened to Ryan Pantages's episode, it's called I Love You Wingman. He told a story to give some quick background for anyone who didn't listen. Basically, he was part of our coworker group. It was mostly females and then him. And so I feel like he kind of got like put into this big brother role. Everyone was very comfortable with him. And so one day at lunch, Alex she was kind of debating asking him a very particular question, was advised not to by another coworker, and did it anyway. And so I think the listeners would love to know what was the question. Yes, this is as juicy as it's going to get. <laughs> yes, I asked Ryan. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I think I asked something like, how long does it take a guy to finish when he's masturbating? Which, in <laughs> retrospect, I know sounds really crazy. I don't know what possessed me in that moment to ask that. But yeah, I think I'm a very curious person. And I think I felt like we built, you know, a comfortable rapport up until that point. But what's funny <laughs> is that the friend that I asked to advise me not to say it is very unfiltered. So we laughed about that afterwards because we were like, if she told me not to say that, why would I do it still? <laughs> But inquiring minds need to know. Yeah. Yeah. I applaud it, honestly, Thank because you. you asked someone who's not going to get offended. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get reported to HR. Yeah. We just all had a luckily, laugh. Luckily. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, dodged a bullet. Dodged a bullet. You picked the right target, I think. Yes. Yes. I like to think so. He was a very good sport. And I was happy to hear that he answered on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, but people still want to know. Yeah, the so. people want to know. Yeah. So yeah. you're welcome, everyone. Yeah, if you haven't heard, go back and listen to the episode. Yes, Obviously, yes. after you finish this one, because yes. it's going to be great. 
So Alex and I, we met through a mutual friend. Mm -hmm. We both worked at DreamWorks together at one point. Honestly, one of the best years of my life. And I feel like we bonded right away. So first of all, Alex is super friendly, super open. But I also think one thing that we kind of bonded over is like you kind of reach a point with your coworkers where you start to talk about more personal things, Mm -hmm. clearly. And we talked about like our dating lives. And I feel like when you meet someone and you're like online dating at the same time as them, Mm -hmm. it's just a very natural bond because it's such a unique experience, not always in a positive way. Yeah, Yeah. And so I feel like we bonded a lot over that. And I would love to dive into some like themes of our experiences of online dating. Yes. Yes. I would love to. And like, I thought about, oh, what were some of the things we talked about? And I remember like, this might've been early when I was like just starting to open up about my dating life. And I like was talking about this guy who I'd matched with. We were supposed to go on a date. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was like between actually matching and then going on the date, we were just like texting over the app about Mm -hmm. like bullshit, basically. Like all he wanted to do was talk about like his love of tea drinks. And the whole conversation was about different types of tea. I remember this now. And I remember telling you, I was like, this guy's so boring. Like, why does he talk about this? Like, what are we going to talk about on the date? And I was kind of in the place of like, I don't even know if I want to go, but Mm -hmm. I was going to go anyway, you know, Mm -hmm. this kind of like obligation. And then I think the day before the date was supposed to happen, he texted me and he was like, I'm sorry, I have to cancel our date and Mm. I am not in a position where I can reschedule. And so I was like, (laughs) you just got rejected by this guy who only talked about tea. What he got like a girlfriend (laughs) who wanted to talk to him about it in the span of you matching and like going out. Yeah. And that's such a formal way of saying he can't make it, I feel like, too. It really (laughs) was very bizarre. And I was like, um, okay. Like I wasn't going to follow up and ask why. I was curious just because I was like, what a weird thing to say. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I never knew. And so just like little stories like that, I feel like kind of bonded us to the shared experience of like, yeah, it's weird out there. Absolutely. No, I agree. I think that was one of my favorite things was after a date, not even the date itself, but just knowing I could rehash it with you all and get Mm -hmm. your perspectives. And to your point with that story as well, I think a good question is, I think the banter before you even meet up has to be strong enough to, you know, make that step forward. Yeah. So that's something I always kind of in the beginning, I think I'd be a little bit more flexible with that. But now that I'm older, I feel like I'm a little bit more selective, I guess. Yeah. I'm curious. Is that your perspective too? Yes. I was going to say literally the same. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when I first started online dating, like before, you know, I was in these back-to-back relationships. I didn't meet these people online. So I wasn't really sure what it was like. Mm -hmm. And I met coworkers who would be like, I'm too scared to go out. And then would just be like, single for like very extended periods of time. And I was like, you're a catch. So clearly the only reason you're single is you're just not putting yourself out there. Yeah. So if I want to be in a relationship, I just have to put myself out there. But I did that way too much. I sound like a broken record. I've talked about how I got burnt out on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. And I just would go on all these mediocre dates. Yeah. And I feel like it's just kind of a theme of like with the tea guy, obviously that's not a deal breaker. (laughs) But There were a lot of times where I was like, oh, I'm not excited to go on this date, but I would go anyway. And it's like, why? Like, if it's enough of a red flag to kind of like lower your interest and you're feeling not excited, Mm -hmm. why put yourself through that? Yeah. And it's so hard at the same time because it's like maybe you're not giving someone a chance or when are you being too selective? Mm -hmm. And because I've heard someone also say it's all about the numbers. It's all about quantity Mm -hmm. and seeing as many people as you can until you meet the right person. Yeah. And even on the first date, you know, I always think of that quote, everyone starts as strangers. And Mm. so I think you have to kind of like 
get through that uncomfortable period. And I think it takes some time. Yeah. And I've often given up after the first day and been like, we don't have chemistry mm-hmm. when really it's potentially just it's something that has to build just like any friendship or other relationship would build naturally. Yeah. You know, it's true. And I haven't read this book yet. I've been meaning to read it. Literally every dating podcast that I listen to has interviewed this author. Her name is Logan Yuri. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've heard about her book, but mm. she, I think is the director of relationship science at Hinge. Oh. She wrote this book called How Not to Die Alone. Oh. And I guess she has this theme and it's like called Fuck the Spark because mm. everyone's like, yeah, I didn't feel a spark. And like yeah. you said, it takes this time to build. Yeah. And I think she also has a rule where like, if you're dating and you're seriously trying to meet someone, you should give yourself two dates rather mm. than going on one and then saying like, no, I'm not into it. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like I kind of would fall into like extreme camps where like I would sometimes go on like five or six days mm-hmm. with someone, even though I was like, this is not going to be my boyfriend. But I was yeah. like, he's nice, you know, yeah. or I'd go on a date and be like, absolutely not. I'm out. Yeah. So I'm curious, yeah. like what have been some of the red flags that you've encountered in the past that you've overlooked that maybe you wouldn't now? And why do you think you overlooked them? Yes, yes. I actually have a recent experience, which you know about. Well, this was about maybe a year ago now. Okay. okay. Half a year ago. Okay. But around Valentine's Day, I think I told you about this, but Mm, yes, uh, (laughs) this was someone I met online dating Mm -hmm. and seemed like a great guy on paper. Mm -hmm. I think he was getting his master's in public health at USC. I was like, ooh, okay. You know, love that. He was attractive. He seemed funny. We did have good conversation on the app. Mm -hmm. So everything was kind of aligning. But then I just sort of got out of online dating for a bit. And he was still sort of being persistent in texting me. And I think I just had a hard time saying no definitively. Mm -hmm. You know, I had told him, I'm just not really at a place where I want to continue like talking right now. And I felt like, he said, okay, but then didn't necessarily respect that boundary and reached out like a week later or whatnot. Oh, no. Yeah, which is fine. I think I told him some personal information. He checked in in a nice way. So it made it harder for me to feel like, but I don't want to talk. So we continued to talk. (laughs) And this is where it gets sour. And this is where the first story goes full circle. (laughs) Yes. This guy We were talking, I was like, okay, you know, if he's this nice that he checked in on me with this like personal life event and whatever, I'm like, I'll give this guy a shot. But he kept slipping in masturbation, folks, masturbation. (laughs) Theme of the episode. Theme of the episode. And it wasn't even, I don't know how you would weave it in naturally. But yeah, it was. like, what did he say? Yes, I remember like two instances and they're they're pretty similar. So I think for one, I asked, you know, oh, what are you up to this morning? You know, I was like, I'm getting coffee and starting to like plug into work, whatever. And he said, oh, yeah, you know, I'm making coffee, you know, studying and masturbating. Oh, and- my God. Let that sink in, everyone. Let that sink in. You're literally like, I just woke up. Like, (laughs) I am not ready for this. I was like, it's seven in the morning. (laughs) TikTok reference, anyone? (laughs) But yeah, it was just too much, regardless of the hour. But yes, especially since I woke up. What an alarm. (laughs) Not the alarm, your hope. Yes, in many ways. And so the first time, I kind of let it slide. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. We're texting. Like, yes, I think that's weird especially since we don't know each other well yeah it's just funny that this is really coming full circle also for context Mm -hmm. had you met in person no we had not Mm that's yeah that's a lot then yeah and we had been texting for maybe around like a month on and off so it wasn't consistent like daily but it was 
um, you know, a bit of time, but it was still very weird and like jarring. But again, I kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt because I was like, okay, I think he's joking. How did you respond? I think I just didn't even indulge him. And yeah, I was like, good. that's oh, smart. Maybe I said something weird. I was like, enjoy that. Something, <laughs> something. I don't know. Something Literally around almost there. spit out my wine. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, how do you want me to respond to this dude? You know, yeah. it was so bizarre. Yeah, like I'm wondering what he was hoping to get out yes. of that. Yeah. And I've spoken to some friends. I've kind of pulled some people, including some guy friends. And their theory is that he was gauging how I might feel about like sexting or yeah, something. I agree, actually. Right? Yeah. And but I think, though, I'm like, why? At, yeah. 8 a.m. to your point or whatnot. It's yeah. just like, well, some of us have to log in to DreamWorks over here. Yeah. It's <laughs> so like, this is not the vibe yeah. to get ready. Right. Yeah. it was Because I think if it were like at night, I could even understand it a bit more. Yeah. But anyway, the first time I let it go, I'm not kidding. I think it happened two more times. Oh, wow. The second time I called him out and I said something like, the masturbation jokes are getting kind of old, like <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And he said, I'm just joking. I think he got kind of defensive. And I was like, I'm sure you are, but like, I don't really find it funny. Yeah. Whatever. And then by the third time, we were actually supposed to meet mm -hmm. and he slipped one in again. And so I finally was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like, read the room. Yeah. You know? So I just told him I wasn't interested in meeting. And Funny enough, this is a theory I have. So he was pretty defensive and angry, I think. I was going to say understandably, but I'm like, no, no not understandably. No. I had boundaries and he was really, really weird. Yeah. And about a day later, I got a notification from my Instagram that said someone had reported me for violating community guidelines. No. And I am not someone that posts a lot yeah. or comments a lot or does anything let alone would do anything like <laughs> radical or offensive. Yeah. And so I don't think I connected the dots until like a close mutual friend was like, hey, do you think it could be that guy? So God, how I don't petty. Know. I don't know. But yeah, I was off Instagram for like two months because it's almost Wait. impossible to like get back okay, on. I didn't realize that. <laughs> That's I'm so, so low profile. Up. I know it's fucked up. And to top it off, I work in digital marketing, specifically in social. Yeah. I had to ask our Instagram contact to help me. I didn't even wow. get in like through the normal channels. So wow. it was, it's Wait, pretty fucked up. What did up. you tell her? <laughs> so I tried to keep it low key. I was like, all right, all right. I'm going to try to like skirt around this. But she eventually was like, I think I just said something very vague. I was like, hey, you know, I think there was a mistake and my profile was, you know, reported. And she's like, what did it say exactly? Like, mm -hmm. what error are you getting? And I said something like, it says I'm being reported for violating community guidelines, but I really think that's a mistake. Mm -hmm. I didn't like divulge too much, thankfully, because we work at like an established company. She probably just like let it go. Yeah. And I'm so curious. I almost wanted to ask if they could tell me who did it. Yeah. But I did not. Oh, that's, yeah, that's tough. Like, yeah. I, I would chicken out and I wouldn't ask. Yeah. But that is fascinating. Yeah. That's the only logical explanation. Yeah, yeah. I think so, too, because I genuinely think I'm pretty innocent on the gram. So yeah. I'm pretty sure it was this guy, which is ridiculous and so petty. So petty. I'm like, it is surprising because that is like another level of pettiness. Yeah. But like the general petty theme isn't surprising because it's yeah. like someone who doesn't respect boundaries mm -hmm. and is going to kind of gaslight you in a little way by yeah. saying 
oh, I was just joking. Like, it literally doesn't matter. Like, if you're joking and someone has made it clear that the joke makes them uncomfortable. Exactly. Like, the effect matters more than, like, the intent. Exactly. Exactly. I think when he said that, that also was just such a turnoff because, to your point, it doesn't really matter, yeah, what your intention was. I think the way it made me feel Mm -hmm. was what you should be reacting to when you're responding. So in retrospect, to tie it all back, I think now I definitely would kind of heed those warning signs a little bit more. Yeah. Because I was like, maybe this is a miscommunication. (laughs) I don't know how. (laughs) And I think I was just, yeah, giving him the benefit of the doubt, but I wouldn't do that again. Yeah. But I, I understand that because I do think giving people the benefit of the doubt is like something that a lot of times like we're socialized yeah, to do. Yeah. And like we don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable, even if they've made us feel uncomfortable first. Yeah, yeah. And it just sucks that like being empathetic in that way can come back and like bite you in the ass. Yeah, exactly. I think especially as women, obviously, mm-hmm. that's like a common theme. And I think that's something I'm learning to kind of work against and like exercise my own power and how I feel. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. (sighs) It's tough. It's tough to remember. And I think especially, like you said, you were excited about this person because on paper. Yes. He didn't seem like a creep. He seemed like a good catch. So it's like, you're like, oh, well, we can make it work. Like, it's fine. You know, I don't know. That's tough. So watch out for Will who goes to you. (laughs) (laughs) Call him out. Report him. Report. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, you don't have to include that. But I just think it's funny. I think it's it's fine. I'll I'll probably leave it in. (laughs) So I feel like another motivation that like leads us to give people too many chances Mm -hmm. is honestly like boredom. Like for lack of a better (laughs) phrase. Absolutely. Because I feel like, you know, especially during the pandemic or Mm -hmm. honestly anytime, like it can get lonely. Yeah. And so if you meet someone and you're like, okay, like, is this my forever person? Absolutely not. Yeah. But you're like, do I enjoy the time that I have with him overall? Okay. Yes, I do. Yeah. Then I feel like you're more inclined to be like, okay, fine. Like I'll accept this and like yeah. keep this person in my company. Yeah. Have you ever had any times where you've overlooked a red flag, like solely because of boredom? Yeah, definitely. I think that that past guy was one case because that was during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was just probably yearning for attention Yeah. when he kind of slipped through the cracks a little bit. And then another one comes to mind. (laughs) Yeah, it was this guy I had met. And again, it started off well. This guy Mm -hmm. is like, I like to call my classic LA dating story. Because he, I met him at a bar and really nice guy. But the first thing I find out is that he does stunt double work. Mm -hmm. Which again, very LA. You don't really get that in many other places. And I will say, I'll slip in that he was a stunt (laughs) double for Jake Gyllenhaal. Which is very appealing. Yes. My number one celebrity crush. Okay, maybe we do overlap (laughs) in some men because I also love Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, He's beautiful. Yeah, Yeah, crowd pleaser. Mm -hmm. You know, definitely a crowd pleaser. Not to say that, yeah, I wasn't like, oh, because you're Jake Gyllenhaal stunt double. But the way he looked physically Mm -hmm. was my type very much so. And he was a nice guy. But yeah, I kind of found myself agreeing to dating and agreeing to prolonging it, even though I wasn't that interested. Mm -hmm. I think it was kind of a bunch of circumstances that made me react that way. I was pretty fresh out of like a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. I was younger. I think it was like 24 at the time. Mm -hmm. I had been new to LA. So I was in a new city. So it was just a lot of things working together. And I think I wanted this excitement. So I was building this narrative around him. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, he was just a pretty boring guy. Like, oh. I'm pretty goofy. And that's a huge basis of attraction for me is yeah. if someone's funny. So the fact that I just realized I was like, this guy cannot 
keep up or just pick up up the pace. (laughs) You got to be down to clown, you know, and this guy was just not there. He was not having it. And I was like, okay, we, this is like, this has got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I told Leslie and another coworker (laughs) once at lunch about him. And I was like, I don't know, sort of on the fence again. And he had happened to be texting me, I think. And again, very L.A. He was working on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. the Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm -hmm. And it just bothered me. He was talking about how I think he was in like one scene or something (laughs) like, as you know, in the background. Yes. And he sent me like a selfie of him in the costume, Ugh. which I was like, okay, okay, whatever. But yeah. still a little, like a little, I don't know, a little yeah. bit of a turn off. Yeah. But what really pushed me over the edge was he was talking about how he was invited to like a private screening at Quentin Tarantino's home. Mm-hmm. And he was writing, he kept writing QT or Quentin, <laughs> like just first name. And I think he even said like Brad was seated near me which Brad Pitt is in the film. And so oh, I was like, so God. we're on a first name basis? Yeah, here? like, do they know who you are? No, I'm sure they don't. And it yeah. was just so ridiculous, right? That's so, wild. Yeah, I think that was really the cherry on top. And I was like, okay, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And I've clearly just been like overlooking all of these like little red flags. Yeah. Nothing bad, but just not a match for me. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's like so hard to be like, oh, like it's not a deal breaker. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, I don't know if you feel like, okay, this isn't my person and you're already becoming less attracted to them. It's like important to remind yourself of that. Yeah, exactly. So another lesson learned, you know, don't date stunt. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Like I haven't dated anyone who's like that in the industry. Mm -hmm. I went on one date, I remember with like an actor and I've told this story about how he saw me he was like working at a, as a waiter he like touched my back and I was like that's weird mm, yeah. I didn't even like consider he would be hitting on me because I came from workout class anyway we went on a date mm-hmm. and he was an actor he seemed like pretty successful yeah and then he was like talking about his screenplay and it was honestly like very I was like kind of uncomfortable mm. like it just felt like very industry and I was like this yeah. person is such a stereotype of LA yeah. like the waiter who is an actor and mm-hmm. he's also a personal trainer yeah. I was like I don't think I can date a personal trainer. Like I like to eat too much and drink too much. (laughs) So yeah, just a lot of little things. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very specific to LA, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just like, I think especially since we already work in entertainment Mm -hmm. and then being with someone in the industry, to me, it would just feel like a lot of the same, I guess. Yeah. Like I'm always really attracted to people that are doing something different for me so I can learn from them, you know? So I think, yeah, it would just be too much. Yeah. I feel like I see pros and cons of like dating someone who you've met at work and that's Mm -hmm. actually like a perfect transition Mm -hmm. because I was going to talk about like the different ways that you can meet people off of the apps because like we mentioned it's like the apps are their whole this whole other beast and come with their own benefits but also like negatives Mm -hmm. and so meeting someone in person like when how I told you I was in these two back-to-back relationships like both of those people I met in person Mm -hmm. one of them I met through work and there are pros and cons to that you Mm -hmm. know it's like you have the pro of like, okay, this person probably has a similar background to me. There are similar interests. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that the lifestyle and like the goals are similar. So yeah. those things are important. Yeah. But also it can get like kind of old, you know, like if you are always talking about like mm-hmm. work and yeah. you have to like kind of be on and like focused on that even after the workday ends. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of a negative. Yeah. So I would love to hear like when you have met people in person, like outside of bars, like mm-hmm. what are some of the ways you've met? Like, have you 
considered dating anyone who you've worked with or anything more intimate like that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. I think in an ideal world, I mean, speaking for myself, I think I would love to organically meet someone in nature mm-hmm. in the wild, you know, and yeah. everyone imagines that meet cute at a Trader Joe's or in a bookstore or whatnot. I, Leslie, when you asked me that, I'm like, I don't know that I've ever been on a date with someone outside of apps mm-hmm. or meeting at a bar besides oh. besides my one like serious relationship, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, but everyone else, <laughs> I think, has been those two threads, which is unfortunate, I guess. But in terms of dating at work, I will say that I've definitely met people at work that mm-hmm. I've been interested in mm-hmm. and either either they're in relationships or I don't have enough. I'm going to say like direct access. <laughs> <laughs> like there are not many men on the marketing team and they're either no. older, they're gay, they're yeah. whatever, you know. So it's never really been on my direct team. Mm-hmm. And I'm unfortunately not someone that's like open enough to approach someone, mm-hmm. which hopefully after the pandemic, I will be. That's my, yeah. you know, that's my goal. But I think to your point, I would agree with you that while it might seem like fun and convenient at first, I think it'd be something I would not prefer just because, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like there'd be so much overlap and I wouldn't want that stress to kind of bleed into my relationship. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're in different departments, I guess. Different departments helps. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, obviously it can work. Like the reason why I broke up with that ex, it wasn't like, oh, the stresses of working together. And we worked at a school, mm-hmm. you know? So that was really awkward. Even before we started dating, before I even like thought about liking this person, all the students were like, making fun of us about it. Mm. But yeah, that wasn't the cause of the breakup. Like I know successful relationships that have like flourished at work, like Arielle and her boyfriend, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. So it definitely can work, but I feel like it is a challenge. And it's yeah. also like, I don't know, like I think about the person who I'm dating now, like his field is so different. Mm-hmm. And like, I wonder what he would think if he like heard me on calls. Like, you know how you have <laughs> yeah. those jokes about like, that's your work voice. And it's like, who is that yeah, person? Like, yeah. what if he was just so turned off? <laughs> like, no, I'm sure... Everyone has a little work voice, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure he does too. You know what? He does. Uh, This is a side story, but so he, I haven't really revealed much about him on the podcast, but I will reveal he's a firefighter. Oh, cool. And so he was talking to this like woman who wanted to join the fire service. Mm -hmm. It was like an informational, you know, someone was like, oh, you should talk to him. Like he knows he's been in the service for X years. And so he had this call. I was doing my own thing in like the other room, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I was like, I overheard his call, not Mm -hmm. trying to. And so he's just talking about how like the fire service, it's like, for, he, this was not his word. So not putting that in his mouth, but like a little bro you know, like mm. you have like people will like make fun of each other and <laughs> yeah, like tell yeah, inappropriate yeah. jokes. And on top of that, you're like in a position where you're really in like high stress situations. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're on a fire, you, you know, like when we're sending emails, we might be like, Hey, when you have a moment, can you play? It's like, he's like, no, there's no yeah. niceties. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to like be barking orders yeah. and it might come across as abrupt. Mm-hmm. And as I was listening to that, I'm like, I'm like so turned on. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds sexy. Right? That sounds sexy. Yeah. Not, I'm like, I don't think my work experience is sexy in any way, but his definitely is. And they were like, meet me in the digital marketing meeting. <laughs> like, nothing <laughs> sexy about that. Literally Or nothing. you have to, yeah, be, like, political about if you're even trying to be, you know, direct with someone, mm-hmm. which is, I wish we could be more, yeah, just, yeah. like, abrupt with it. Like, the time that I spend trying to finesse certain emails, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, what a waste. I know, I know. Same here. I'll reread them many times just to make sure they're not offensive, and I'm sure yeah. they're, like, pretty, pretty okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you might get reported again. (laughs) (laughs) 
Maybe, maybe. So I got to watch out. Thank <laughs> God I didn't put that in writing. Am I right? Well, actually, yeah, I will say one. Oh, my gosh. I will say there was one guy at work that mm-hmm. I thought was really attractive. Mm-hmm. I have. I mean, I thought multiple guys were. I honestly have two stories that come to mind right Ooh. now. But this one, when I said, don't put it in writing. Mm-hmm. Listen to this one, folks. All right. <laughs> Take it from me. So again, our close, unfiltered friend, I told her that I thought this one guy at work was cute. Mm -hmm. Um, We were not in the same department. So I, to this day, don't know what his name is. And we tried hard to find out. (laughs) Yeah, we were searching through like the directory. Yes, yes. And I'm a pretty good little like sleuth, you Mm -hmm. know, so it it was disappointing to not find him. But anyway, so we knew who he worked with. Mm -hmm. And this one girl worked with my friend um, that worked on his team, presumably, or they ate lunch a lot together. So Mm -hmm. that's what we deduced from that. Mm -hmm. And so my friend and I did not ask her to do this. I was (laughs) mortified. But she she chatted. So, you know, chatted this girl and said, hey, (laughs) one of my friends who works here thinks your friend is really hot or something. (sighs) so uncool and just like so direct (laughs) no chill yeah no chill no chill and i think the girl was like receptive at first okay and she was like oh okay which guy what does he look like Mm -hmm. and here's where it gets a little weird because (laughs) the way our friend (laughs) described it i would not describe him as i think she was like he's blonde and whatever and I was like, he is not blonde, girl. He is not no, blonde. No, yeah. you have to get those details right at least. Yeah, he was like maybe a dirty, <laughs> like he was a brunette. But anyway, so she, and this girl kind of recoils, which mm. we thought was really interesting. Yeah. So our theory was like, okay, maybe she had a thing for this guy or yeah. something. But she kind of recoiled and was like, I don't know if he'd be comfortable with me like setting them up or like giving his email mm. out. Well, ask him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're like, put it out there and then get back to us. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny. I think that leads me to another thing, which was just, I have a hard time putting myself out there in general, but especially with attraction. Yeah. Like, it's very hard for me to just be that direct. Yeah. And so in that moment, I was like mortified and told her, please don't say anything about what I look like. Not that this guy would probably even care or think about it. But I was just so stressed out about the thought of meeting this person. And the first thing they knew about me was like, oh, I'm attracted to you. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Because it kind of like, this is going to sound manipulative, but it kind of like puts them in a position of power. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It does. And yeah, it just, I think it completely skews their perspective of you. And I don't know. Yeah. It's just something that makes me uncomfortable. Which I'm like, why is that? You know, I grew up like Catholic. So I'm like, is that Catholic mm, guilt? Interesting. Like, is that society's view on sexuality of women? I think there's like so many threads that weave yeah. into that. So I'm working on that too, because I think you should be more comfortable being open, whether or not that like example is the best example of that. But yeah, and I think that's why online dating is hard for me yeah. sometimes too, because the premise of matching just based on the physical aspect primarily. I know Hinge has these little prompts, which I love, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know if the guys are loving that part. I you know? know. I love the prompts too. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the person, mm-hmm. I think. And I think, again, not to generalize, but I feel like maybe women look at the prompts more and maybe men look at the photos more, right? Yeah, <laughs> I agree. 
And I was also going to say about Hinge, like mm-hmm. I haven't been on like since this feature was rolled out. Thank God, because I think this feature is so oh, gosh, messed I know up. What you're going to say the stupid roses, <laughs> the rose. like the fact that if you, some, I feel like first of all, from what I've heard, they've siphoned away all of the attractive guys and just yes. put them in the rose section. Yes. And I'm sure probably <laughs> for girls, <laughs> for girl, like people who are swiping through girls, is probably the same. Mm, yeah, and it's just like I don't know. I feel like. I didn't even use this word, but I interviewed this other girl and she's like, that's such a simp move. Like, <laughs> I have to send you a rose just to get you to talk to me. I know. It's awful. And that's the perfect segue for my second work <laughs> story. So this other guy I thought was cute. Are we seeing a theme here? <laughs> I'm a little horn dog at work. But, uh, Keep it in your pants, Bilski. Yeah, I know. Apparently, apparently. But this was, I don't know if you remember Skinny Guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How could Such I forget? Such a unique name that we gave him. <laughs> but there was a guy that was skinny that, you know, was super attractive. And I think it was like also a consensus among our team. Yeah. I think all of us thought he was pretty cute. Yeah. But anyway, I saw him over the pandemic on Hinge in my rose section. And what's extra shitty about the rose <laughs> is that you can't choose whether or not you give them a rose versus a normal like. Wait. You have to give them a rose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. It is like messed up. Totally. I was like, I don't want him to think I'm, I mean, okay, again, put yourself out there and like not shaming anyone that uses a rose, I guess. But for me, I was like, I don't want him to think I'm so interested that yeah. I'm sending you my rose. It's literally like a super like on Tinder. It's yeah. like, I guess a super like still comes across as like more thirsty, but like it still is kind of like anytime someone super liked me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I did too. I was like, okay, like, uh, yeah, you're a little desperate, but not that you should feel that way. But yeah, I don't look at the rose section. I think this is when they first rolled it out and Mm -hmm. it was kind of like integrated. Yeah. But it really annoyed me that I couldn't even make the choice. And I was like, what is this feature? You know, so yeah. I also heard recently that, you know how there is like a premium hinge. Yeah. So apparently, I don't know if this is true, but the payment plan for it was higher or lower based on how much action like your actual profile got. Wait, no way. So I heard you could pay a lower amount, like $9.99 if you got more action on your profile. Or higher if you got less action. That's like a mix of like classism and hotism. Yes, it's awful. It's awful. And then I checked mine. (laughs) And let's just say I wasn't low. All right, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I feel like we don't need these like reminders of like where we sit in the ranking. Like, because for me, I would be like, where the fuck are my roses? Like, why (laughs) am I not receiving any? Exactly. Have I seen a rose on my profile? No, I have not. So it doesn't make Uh, you feel great. No. I don't need another thing to be insecure about. No. I also will stand by, like, again, I don't want to shame people who do it because I do feel like Hinge is kind of forcing your hand. Mm -hmm. But going back to, like, the super like, I do feel like that was kind of desperate. I went out with one person (laughs) who super liked me. And, you know, sometimes someone would super like you and they'd be like, it was an accident. I think on, like, one of our first dates, he'd be like, yeah, I remember seeing you. I was so excited. I super liked you. And then on our third date, he asked to be exclusive. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) See, the first first little part of that story, I was like, oh, that's sweet. Like, maybe we're not giving them the benefit of the doubt. But then, yeah, it went, it took an ugly turn. I was like, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a big turnoff for me as well. I've been on a couple first dates, yeah, where the guy's like, oh. It just, like, is too quick too fast Mm -hmm. or too much too fast. And um, 
yeah, it's a big turnoff. It yeah. always is like a red flag to me if someone's too desperate to like be exclusive. Right? Because it's like, yeah, sure, I'm cool. I understand why someone would want me to be their girlfriend, but not after three dates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can toot my own horn, but mm-hmm. when it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> The accent slipped out, folks. You're you're lucky today. We love to hear it. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. So another thing I wanted to bring up is like when you meet people in person, you kind of talked about the fact that there's like all of this societal like pressure to like have a meet cute and like meet someone in that way. Like it's elevated above like meeting someone on the apps. Yeah. And I feel like when we do meet someone in person, there's kind of like this added pressure Mm -hmm. where you want it to work out more. I think you feel like you're more invested earlier on than you might be with someone on the apps. Yeah. But like in reality, meeting people in person is like it can go south the same way that like a dating app can go south. Oh, yeah. And so if you feel comfortable, I thought about, I think I've alluded to the story in the past Mm -hmm. on the podcast about how like you got set up once Mm -hmm. and it's like a setup is like the top tier of like ways to meet someone. You think Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we share friends, you know, like obviously we're going to get along and they're not going to be like an asshole because they have like skin in the game, you know, like there's someone who's going to follow up and be like, well, what did he do with (laughs) Leslie? What did he do with Alex? Yeah, yeah. But even in that case, like I remember you got set up with someone and it still ended in a way that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Yes, I did. I did. Yeah. Setups are tough because I was very flattered, but it's that added pressure of kind of knowing that this person, yeah, has a vested interest and knowing that they they put faith in you. And for me, I'm like, why are you putting this faith (laughs) in me? But no, it's, I felt again, very flattered. And this was one of my coworkers who I'm very close with, my supervisor actually, mm-hmm. and her partner, they work together. And so they one day told me that they thought of a, a good friend's friend. So mm-hmm. it wasn't someone they were directly close to, which made it a little bit better. Yeah. But they thought that we'd be a really good match. And my supervisor also mentioned how, you know, she has a really good success rate in setting people up. Yeah, I know. I remember she yeah. bragged about that. Yeah, I think she was like, Four out of five couples that she set up, you know, were engaged at this point. Okay, that's why. That's <laughs> higher than like professional matchmakers. I know. I know. What? Lower quantity, but yes, <laughs> higher, yes, higher percentage there. But I told her, I remember joking around and I was like, Ray, then don't set me up if you want your percentage <laughs> to stay high. Stop. And she was like, no, stop it, you know. <laughs> But I was like, okay, of course, of course I'll yeah. go. And I meet this guy and he's really sweet. Really, yeah, we went to Highland Park Bowl, Mm -hmm. which was a really cute little venue. And I think it was actually a really great first date because it kind of took your mind off just sitting down Mm -hmm. and like getting really at each other. Exactly. And be like, how many siblings do you have? Or whatever (laughs) the usual like roster of questions is. So yeah, it kind of like, you know, loosened us up and then we drank and we're talking. And again, really nice. Like, I think we had a lot in common. So I remember telling this coworker, mm-hmm. I could see why she felt this Aww. way. Yeah. Because, yeah, he loved to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway. So again, going back to the goofy thing, mm-hmm. is that so much to ask? No. There? Come on. Honestly. But yeah, he just wasn't very, I don't think he was a very funny guy. Okay. And I always laugh about this with friends now because I'm like, I don't think I realized there weren't funny people in the world <laughs> until I started dating. Wait, that's <laughs> so amazing. Also a testament to the fact that you surround yourself with like good people generally. <laughs> yeah. Proud that you consider me funny. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And yeah, I think it's probably, I just, you know, I'm attracted to those type of people and real like for friendships as well. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, just kind of realized towards the end, I was like, okay, very sweet. Like 
definitely could be a friend, but I was just not interested in that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The ending was really awkward, too. I don't know if I told you about this, but this is funny on my end. Okay. (laughs) But and ladies, you can probably relate to this one. But you know, when the guy has the awkward, like long linger hug at the end Mm -hmm. of the date and you're like, oh, shit, (laughs) he's trying to take (laughs) it out of right now. Yeah. So I could feel him kind of pulling that move. And I was like, I don't want to kiss. I don't want to do anything. So Mm -hmm. I sort of jumped back (laughs) after we or after with a linger hug, I spun around <laughs> and threw some finger gun. No! <laughs> like I twirled and a finger gun and I was like, see you later. And oh, I don't know what possessed me to do this. That is amazing. I don't know why, oh Leslie, God. but I think I just felt so awkward. And I was like, how do I put some distance between myself and this guy? So Physical I jumped dist- back. I don't know what the twirl did, what that achieved. It, like, set off his balance. He's like, where is she? Like, Yeah, I was like, let me give him the show. Yeah, but, yeah. So I fucking twirled and gave him the finger cuns and said, see you later, and then, like, ran away. That is the way to friend zone a person with style. That is the way to let him know you're not attracted to Literally. It's like, you can't come back from that. Yes, yes. Finger guns. It was wild, but he did text me. He still did text me wow and it it still gets weird though he texted me he's like i had a great time would you be free friday or saturday or whatnot and i think again i knew i wasn't attracted but i spoke to my coworker, and she is older and wiser and mm-hmm. was like you should give it another shot again to yeah. our point like maybe it just needs to build a little bit more and i was like yes he's a nice guy so i will give it another shot So I think I did, I agreed and I said, I'm not free those nights, but I'm free like Sunday or the following like weekend or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then I never heard back from him. (laughs) That's lame. (laughs) Which was very lame and confusing. Yeah. Because I, and then I was like, you fucker. Like I wasn't even interested. I finger gunned you. That's what (laughs) makes it hurt the most when you're like, I'm getting rejected by you. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? And maybe this was his reverse finger gun. You know, maybe he's like, I'm going to ask her and then slip it out from under her. Oh, my God. Um, But yeah, needless to say, it was a weird experience. But I will say that coworker and her partner, that was the best part of it is they were super sweet and supportive Mm, and almost like defensive and like... (laughs) Making fun of him a little bit. Nice. Like, who does he think he is? So I think we bonded, which was, it was the thing, the good thing that came out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That is always weird, though, because I am like, when you're not interested. Yeah. Why make the effort to, like, send that text, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I have no idea what happened there. And I have a feeling that it wasn't anything intentional. I don't know if it just slipped through the cracks. I mean, I don't know how that happens, but it was definitely bizarre. And to that end... That's happened to me so many times where Mm. I'm like, I'm not really interested. And then the guy won't really follow up. And then I'll find myself being like, well, why? Why isn't he following up? And I'll be like offended and be like, you know, thinking about it. So I'm like, what does that say about my self-esteem or I don't know. But it's always it kind of like throws you off balance when you're confused about you may not like the person, but if they don't like you back, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're offended about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel the same way. I went on a date with a guy and we went for drinks. And I guess it was kind of clear that, you know, like he wasn't that interested because we meet for drinks. Like we have one drink. And mm-hmm. then at the end, you know, the bartender's kind of like, 
or like actually kind of at the beginning, the bartender's like, oh, do you want a card? Do you want to pay with cash? Whatever. Yeah. He ends up paying with cash and we leave after one drink. It was like probably an hour on the dot, which mm-hmm. is pretty much a sign of like, oh, you stayed the length of time that yeah. you need to stay to be polite. Yeah. And then it was over. He also picked a place that was like walking distance to his house. Mm. And I'm like, that's always lame yeah. to me. Yeah. And so at the end, when he's paying the bartender, he tipped one dollar in mm. cash. And I knew it was a dollar because the bartender like did this weird thing where he picked it up and he like wrapped it against the bars so I could like see and like, and I was like, you tipped $1 on like two drinks. Like that's so weird. And even though I was like, yeah, I don't want to date someone who tips a dollar. Like that's just a sign of like bad character. Mm -hmm. You're cheap, whatever. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, he didn't text me. And I was like, what? (laughs) You're like, how dare you? (laughs) And I feel the same way. I'm like, what? Yeah. 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 It's so funny, right? Because it's like, what does that say psychologically? Yeah. It's like you can agree that neither of you are interested, but then all of a sudden when they don't yeah, hit you back, it's like this big insult. So I feel like early on in dating online, Mm -hmm. I really like viewed success as like, oh, they want a second date. And Mm -hmm. I think like one of my good friends, she called this out. So I'm not like blaming her. Mm -hmm. But I remember I was just like telling her about my like online dating and I just really dove in head first. And she was like, you must be a really good dater. Like everyone you go out with wants a second date. And most people get like ghosted or never hear from the person mm-hmm. again. And so I was like, oh, like I must be a really good dater. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. And so then I think when it started to be mm. like, oh no, some people don't want to see you again. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. Me? Yeah. No, I can see that. I think I feel the same way. I think if I don't make it to a second date, then I feel like, oh, you know, this was not mm-hmm. successful. And yeah. And again, like if even if I don't feel like it was, I'm still questioning why they might have felt that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. Whereas I think that like, I don't know, I feel like I'm good at in the sense of like, I'm never going to be like rude. I'm never going to actively act disinterested. Yeah. But I think that my like body language and facial expressions are just more expressive than I always account for. Mm -hmm. So it's like maybe they just got picked up on the vibe that like Mm. you weren't into them. And it's not even like they didn't like you, but they're like not trying to pursue something with someone who's lukewarm. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I could see that for myself as well, potentially. I remember one that was like a big blow. I think I told you about this. And again, I think I think there's this thing to like a building a narrative when you think something really romantic happens on a date. Yes. So then it's like even more disappointing. Mm-hmm. But this guy I went on a date with, I think he was late, which whatever, read into that. <laughs> no, I really don't care. I think he was looking for parking mm-hmm. and in LA. We all know that can be hard. Yeah. But I think I ordered two drinks. I ordered like one gin drink and one whiskey drink. Mm-hmm. And in my head, this little romantic, I was like, that's so sweet. Like, yeah. I think that's so cute. And it's just like a sweet little moment to break the ice and whatever. And I remember he arrived and just just his like he had no reaction, no gratitude, which, again, I wasn't doing it to be like, be thankful. No, but (laughs) But, that's a normal human response. Like I think if a guy did that for me, I would be I don't know, I'd be so like excited and be like, oh, that's so sweet and thoughtful of you. Yeah. Um, And like a nice way to kick off a date. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, the same guy was just. You know, it probably didn't go that well, but just, uh, yeah, that beginning part, I was like, this could have been such a good moment. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. And especially like coming from a girl, like not to just play totally into gender stereotypes, but it's like the fact that you took initiative, like that doesn't always happen on dates. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of girls are like, you need to pay or won't even consider it. And I'm not like that. I always like appreciate when a guy pays, but... 
if he's late, I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, mm-hmm. take this. And yeah. it's not a big deal, which I just thought of another story. I don't yes. know. <laughs> Keep them coming. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. This is probably one of my best. So <laughs> this one, I met this guy at a bar one night and we hit it off. And so he asked me to go on a date like the next week or whatnot. So I was excited. You know, again, I think when you meet someone in person, as we said, you like put a little more emphasis and mm-hmm. I don't know, you're just more excited about it because you 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 know you're attracted to them and they're attracted to you and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I show up to this bar and I see that he's sitting there with another guy. Mm, okay. <laughs> so I was like, what is going on? And I wanted, I genuinely was like, should I go? But I think he spotted me. And so I walk <laughs> over and he's like, hey, I forgot my wallet. So I asked my friend to come over and spot me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Again, like totally understanding. But the friend just stays. And so, and it gets better. So the friend stays and then another guy shows up like 10 minutes later. What the hell? I know. And then he's like, oh, this is my roommate. I also called him so that he'd bring me my wallet. What? And I was like, I think I said something like, oh, I would have just paid. Like, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But, I, but the weirdest part was not even that he forgot it and these friends were helping him out. It was that they stayed yeah. for the entirety of the date. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm sorry to be crude, but like, this isn't yeah. a gangbang. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I call it my threesome date. <laughs> people are like, whoa. And I'm like, let me explain. Let me explain. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But... Yeah, it was just so weird. And I was really young, too. I think I was like 23 or 24. So I just didn't know. I think now I probably would have been like, you know, I got to go or like I wasn't really expecting this, whatever. And yeah, it's just really bizarre. I don't know how they didn't (laughs) read the room or how he didn't kind of tell them to like leave. So it was How old was he? He was older, too. He was like 32, I think. 32? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I was expecting like another 23, 24 year old. Yeah, totally. I could actually see that more where it's like, I don't, not like these frat boys or something, these bros that are young, maybe nervous for a date, whatever. But yeah, yeah, it was super weird. And one of them was like super shitty and open Tinder and was like swiping through it and making weird comments to me. What? Yeah, that's bizarre. So bizarre. And he's like, I can't tell who you like more. Like, the guy I was supposed to go with or the other friend. And Wait, I was like, what ew. is I know. It was very weird. I don't know. It felt like a setup, but I was like, I don't know why anyone would do this. You know? Yeah. Like, what a bizarre Yeah. So it was super scenario. weird. Yeah. That's probably my weirdest dating story, I'd say. And, okay. So, like, I feel like I know the answer to this, but, like, did you keep in contact after <laughs> that? Like, did he redeem himself? He did a little bit, only because I, I remember I went to the restroom, and I remember thinking in my head, I was like, this is the moment where he has an opportunity to find and tell them, like, if he's kind of just mm-hmm. waiting for me to not be there, which I can kind of understand. Um, and sure enough, they left. They're like, oh, we're gonna... They were still in the fucking bar. <laughs> They, they went just like moved. and sat in the bar. Yeah. So I was like, great. But at least oh they God. left the table. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's and more normal. Yeah. And he walked me to my car. I think he did like text me again, but I just wasn't interested. And I think the age gap also was like another thing where I felt. Yeah. I think at one point I was like, you feel like my mentor because he was giving me oh. career advice. Oh my and God. It just was not working. But that's why I don't think it was an intentional weird gesture because he, yeah, it got, it got better, but it was just bizarre. It was yeah. really weird. That's so strange. Yeah. And just like proof that some people don't mature or really yeah. get that like social grace that you would expect them to have at a certain age. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So 
I don't know. You got to roll with the punches, I guess, on these dates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much to my dismay, you are leaving. Yes. And it's for a really exciting reason. Yeah. So I want to like preface it with that, that it's like for grad school yeah. and it's not like, you know, like no shade to this because I've like thought about doing this in the past. Sometimes people move because they're like, I want a fresh start for dating. Yeah, yeah. It's not why you're moving, mm-hmm. but this mm-hmm. is a dating podcast. So mm-hmm. I would love to talk about like how the fact that you're moving has impacted your dating life to date and Mm -hmm. like the impact that you hope to see when you do eventually move. Yeah. Yeah. I love that question. I prepped for this. I prepped for this podcast. (laughs) I understandably probably haven't been on Hinge as much in LA because I don't want to lead people on or I don't, I don't want to get attached to anyone. So I kind of just have been idle on there for like a couple months, but I was actually talking to this guy from LA a while ago. Mm-hmm. And then again, it kind of simmered because I stepped off, <laughs> stepped off dating. <laughs> but I think I checked it because I visited Austin recently. I'm moving to Austin mm-hmm. and I visited with my mom and sister and people that are in relationships love to go on dating apps and like play around. It's their favorite hobby. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Because when I was single, I felt like my life was like a video game yes. for people. Yes. <laughs> They're like, they love it. They love to troll or just, I don't know, whatever. And, you know, you kind of te- you try to teach them like, no, that's like too much or yeah. no, whatever. The like, rules. this is my real life. Yeah. And they're like, no, put yourself out there. But so we were on it. And so I noticed this guy had written back to me. Mm-hmm. And it was one guy that I remember stood out because, you know, I thought he was attractive. I thought we'd had good conversation. And yeah, it just seemed like we'd be a good fit. Mm -hmm. And as you know, I feel like on online dating, you can tell when the conversation's going somewhere Mm -hmm. when it isn't. So I think I was like, okay, I'm open to this. And so I kind of thought about it, but I finally agreed to meet up with him. So I met up with him this past weekend Mm -hmm. um, and it was my first date post pandemic. So it's been a while and he was a really nice guy. I think obviously I told him like I was leaving so it didn't you know I wasn't like covering up a secret or anything yeah and what's funnier is that he actually moved to LA from Philadelphia two months ago oh wow okay so it was kind of nice to get his perspective on Mm -hmm. how it felt to be in a new city and like dating or whatnot so anyway yes I'm not really dating I met up with one guy but Mm -hmm. I think moving forward I'm excited to be in a new city yeah it always feels like a fresh star and it feels like you have new new men even though there's so many people you know in every city that there's bound to be new guys but like a new i don't know like archetype of guy yeah. also like you're yeah. not gonna be the body double i know right unfortunately for me <laughs> i'll meet the cowboys instead yeah you know? but yeah i'm excited i think it'll be interesting even mm-hmm. being on hinge for that weekend as a joke i could tell it was a different type of guy mm-hmm. good and bad you yeah, know but for sure. yeah so it'll be interesting to kind of see if in person um it is a different experience you know yeah so i guess it's like you know oh, you're uprooting your whole life like when do you feel like you'll actually be quote unquote ready to date yeah, like yeah. what do you have like a timeline do you have a certain milestone you have to reach first? Yeah, yeah. I know. That's a good question. I don't think I have like a strict timeline. I think I do definitely want to kind of focus on building like my community first in terms of like friendships. I'm going to be in school. So I'm probably going to be busy with just like those extracurriculars and classes and whatnot. But I think again, more importantly, I really want to build my life before like, you know, having a romantic partner. 
because I think I'd want it to be really full and whole and then have a partner be like supplemental to that. Yeah. And it's funny because on the other side of that, the Philadelphia guy I spoke to, I asked him a similar question Mm -hmm. and he kind of said the opposite where he was prioritizing Mm. a relationship because yeah, he was like surprised. Yeah. He said, you know, he wants he feels like a partner is that person that will kind of do everything with you and that you can like share all those experiences with, which yes, I was My also, eyebrows are raised no, I like really high I for the listeners. the same way because I was like, listen. Everything. Yeah. I think that's a red that's flag a lot. for me. It is. It's a lot of like codependency, honestly. Totally. Exactly. So I think, I think that concerned me, not that it should. <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah but yes I think I was like oh I feel the exact opposite because I feel like I I also feel like it can almost stunt your growth in a new city yeah you put all your eggs in this like romantic basket and then have no one or like nothing to fall back on absolutely it could be really successful and yeah it could be like they could open doors to other friendships whatever but I think it just gets complicated when your entire life is balanced on this one person yeah and like obviously even like this is the cynical route of like what if you break up and then your whole life is gone but even aside from that like even if you're not thinking about what if you break up i still wouldn't want to be in a relationship where we're each other's entire world yeah yeah how boring like what do you even talk about honestly if you have like all the same shared experiences it's like i really like the idea of like having your own friends that you've Mm -hmm. met outside of this person who know you outside of your relationship. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. I think, yeah, there's something really important about that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like maintaining your own identity and yeah, just having people that you can kind of fall back on outside of that relationship. So I know, yeah, I know people have different perspectives, but for me as well, I was like, I feel the exact opposite of that. And yeah, I think it's just important to develop your own community. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I am so excited that, you know, we've gotten to talk through all of this. And I think kind of following up on the theme of the red flags that you encounter when Mm -hmm. you're dating, either in person or not. Yeah. I wanted to end with a game. Oh, fun. And so the game in this case is would you rather? And so it's like awkward things that someone could bring up on a first date specifically. Because like, you know, obviously awkward things are going to come up if you start dating someone long term. But Mm -hmm. there are definitely things that it's like, I would rather not Mm -hmm, talk about mm -hmm. that right now. So the first scenario I'd like to bring up is you're on a date with this guy Mm -hmm. early on. He looks at you and he says, oh, like you're not usually my type. Or he says you're hotter in person. Ooh, that's tough. You're not usually my type or you're hotter in person. Mm -hmm. I think I'd say you're not usually my type. Okay. Personally, just because, well, I'm assuming, maybe this is the wrong assumption that they are attracted to you despite that. Yeah. And I think, I feel like there's something more powerful in that where they're like going against the grain of their normal, you know, instincts. Yeah. Versus like you're hotter in person like, okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to preface this by saying this has happened to me. Like oh, someone said. real life examples. <laughs> not all of them, but like this one in particular came to mind probably first because like literally I've told the story on the podcast how this guy like shows up and he was like, wow, like you're, he was like surprised. Oh gosh. I was in person. And I was like, that's like why did you go on the bit. date? <laughs> and then there was this time, not to call my boyfriend out, but like when mm. I was like fishing for compliments one day or something. I don't know. Like I don't usually As do that. As we do at some time. But we're like reflect. And I was like, what did you think when like you <laughs> yeah. saw me on our first date? 
And he was like, I was just like, wow, she's like even hotter. And I was like, I must like really not be that photogenic. <laughs> I've seen photos of you, Leslie. So I don't know what these boys are talking about. It's you're beautiful in person oh and in God. photos. Apparently not. Apparently, I mean, I guess it's like under promise, over deliver. There which, you go. That's okay yeah, with the me. bright side. But I was just like, even my own boyfriend said some <laughs> variation of this. I completely disagree for the record, honestly. So I look worse in person. No, I think you look great both ways. Great both ways. <laughs> You look Watch it, Alex. <laughs> Your photos. Make I am you actually look way a catfish. <laughs> Never meet them. <laughs> no, no, no. You look no. great both ways. No, but yeah. in this case, I'm really not fishing for compliments. I just yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. I can't believe I'm hearing this again. I know that's so. Yeah, it's funny that it happened twice. Too. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, that's good. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. But I was like, clearly, I also don't actually think I'm that photogenic. Like, I don't think I know how to pose mm. or like. So, but yeah, that's a I feel that. I topic for another time. <laughs> yeah. I think I've gotten the first one where it was like, you're not my usual type, which, yeah, I always kind of find it flattering in mm-hmm. a weird way, but I haven't gotten the second one. I don't think I take particularly good photos either. So <laughs> maybe they're just like mediocre both ways, you know? <laughs> you're just, you know, delivering on what you promised and you're beautiful both yeah, ways. Consistent. So. Keeping it consistent. I've seen your dating profile, Alex. Like, I would swipe right. Oh, shit. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Likewise, 100%. 100%. <laughs> okay. So the next one, they bring up that they haven't had sex in over a year mm-hmm. or... They tell a like funny story, but it's like an awkward story, maybe kind of like the masturbation guy <laughs> yeah. where it's like about their latest hookup, but it was like recent. Mm, okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's a good one. I'd probably say the latter. No. Um, not that there's anything wrong with the, yeah, like not having sex for a long period, no. but I also wouldn't be offended, I think, by a hookup story. And yeah. I think I'd be like, I think the fact that you said it's funny as mm-hmm. well. I think that's someone I'd probably get along with. And yeah, there's something to be said about being like comfortable sharing like your sexuality, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. probably the latter. What about you? I agree. And I think that like someone being like, I haven't had sex in over a year. It's like, <laughs> why are you bringing this that's up? That's true. That's like- true. Why are you confessing <laughs> that? And like, then it doesn't mean you're kind of like desperate and like you're going to try to have sex faster yeah. because you've like been deprived. Yeah. Like, Well, here's the question, Leslie. Right now in this moment, if someone said that because of the pandemic, would you feel differently? I would feel but it's so the like thing is, I'm divulge. not judging them yeah. for not having sex. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. judging them for like bringing it up on the yes. first date. Because yes, I don't think that really needs to come up of like <laughs> when you had sex last. That's true. That's true. So I think it's still a deal breaker. <laughs> I'd be like, now you're like probably even extra desperate because you're like pandemic desperate. Yeah, And true. like sex desperate. Yeah, so. I guess you're right. It's almost like, why are you telling me that? Whereas like the funny hookup story, you're trying to tell someone a joke. Yeah. Versus that it's just like a straight up confession that they're dropping on the table. Which is kind of sad because the former is like a very vulnerable moment and the latter is kind of like a fuckboy moment. (laughs) So what does that say that I'm like, I'll take the fuckboy. We fall into the fuckboy category every time. (laughs) That's sad. All right, moving on. Okay, so the next one, they openly state that they don't really really believe in getting married. And mm-hmm. this is under the assumption that like marriage is something you want in mm-hmm. the future. Or they ask you on your first date where you envision getting married. Ooh, okay. Um, I think I would say, so which one we'd rather, okay. Mm-hmm. I think I would say they openly state that they're not open to getting married. Mm-hmm. Again, it kind of reminds me of the last one where it's kind of like the second one 
just kind of reeks to me of not desperation, but just like too early, diving yeah. in too early. Yeah. And the first one, I guess you didn't say it was on a first date, but is it? Yeah. <laughs> or they're like, I'm putting it out on the table. Then I guess either way, yeah, it's like very early. But yeah. I still think I'd go with the first one because yeah. I'm like, well, I guess it's one of those things that you should divulge early just in case someone wants to like backpedal. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the second one is this like, akin to, I don't know, what would we name our children? Like something where it's like yeah. a little dirty fantasy. Oh, God. <laughs> a dirty <laughs> fantasy. You, I'm kind of leaning towards the latter. Yeah. And I think it's because like, maybe there's hope that they're not being like, where should we get married? That's yeah. literally insane. Yeah. So that would be a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. But if they were like, oh, in theory, where would you want to get married? Yeah. I'd be like, that is weird. But I do want to get married. So yeah. the person who's like, I don't believe in marriage. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to sit around and try to convince you otherwise. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I could see that as well. And I feel like the latter can almost be just like a fun topic. A lot of people like I did would interpret it as just like too much too soon. But mm -hmm. it could also just be yeah, like a fun little icebreaker on a first date. Yeah, yeah. yeah it could be them being like, oh, where do you want to go on your next vacation? But they like yeah. took it too far. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess the first one's super pessimistic and like so aggressive. I will not get married. <laughs> don't get your hopes up. Yeah. It's like, don't even think about it. It's like, calm down. Yeah. We haven't even ordered I guess you're right. I changed. I changed my answer officially. <laughs> I convinced her. <laughs> okay, so the next one is very silly. Okay, so they spend the entire time Talking about their current Frisbee golf team. <laughs> okay. Or they talk about their time playing college football in the mm, past. Definitely the first one. Yeah. Because I like that they have hobbies. Yeah. Right. I like that they're currently getting out there and putting themselves in like new situations with new social groups, even though it's too much. I mm -hmm. think, yeah, there's something about the person that like lives in the past and talks about their like Ivy League or whatever education. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> um, where it's like, oh, okay, you're living a little bit in the past. So I think I think I like the fact that they're doing these new things. I mm -hmm. think that's attractive. Yeah, I completely agree. Like the latter is kind of like Andy from like the <laughs> yes, office vibes. Exactly. It's like, get over it. Yeah, like name dropping and it's just, it's unattractive, mm -hmm. yeah. All right, so the next one, they bring up their parents' divorce on the first date or they bring up their ex in any capacity. Ooh, that's a tough one. Ah, gosh, I think it would be the first one. I mm -hmm. think it'd be the parents' divorce. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that feels a little heavier and personal. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I know it's a taboo, but I think bringing up an ex can happen organically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think you can slip it in in a way where it like slides. I think there is a difference there, like how you can do it. But yeah, the first one almost feels more heavy. Yeah. Because it's like there's no funny way. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can try to do it in a yeah. self-deprecating dark yeah. humor way. But I do agree that, yes, your ex can come up on a first date. Yeah. It's, I know, yeah, you shouldn't probably. Yeah, But yeah. it's not a deal breaker. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, so the last one. So they mention that they've only ever dated girls who look like you. Mm. Or the last two girls they dated were also named Alex. <laughs> Oh, man. I think I'd, I'd go for the latter. Mm -hmm. Again, because, yeah, there's something about, like, I don't think it's a compliment when a guy always goes after the same, like, girl physically. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I'm like, we're reducing them to that True. image, right? Yeah. So I'm just, 
if you have the same name as me, maybe that's another weird fetish. I don't know. But like, it seems more like a coincidence to me. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if it's like always kind of the same like girl, then yeah, there's something about that that just kind of makes me feel like they're so focused on like what I look like physically. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I was kind of on the fence just because like Mm -hmm. Leslie is not anywhere near as common a name as Alex. Mm -hmm. But I still would go with it. I'd be like, we really need to talk about wh- a, <laughs> yeah. where you're even meeting that many Leslie's. Yeah, yeah. But I think for me, like if they were like, I only date girls who look like you, I'd also be like, is this a weird like fetish thing? Yeah, too. yeah, exactly. It would just be too on the nose, like a little bit creepy to me. So yeah, completely agree. And the Alex's, you know, we got it going on. You can't blame them. And you're the right? Leslie's. <laughs> How can even Yeah, like a precious gem. Diamond in the rough. Diamond in the rough. Yes, exactly. Ooh. So, yeah. yeah. Can't, can't blame them. them. Can't, can't stay away. Them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was amazing. Yeah. And I'm excited to say the fun is not over for us because we're going to have a little podcast guest reunion with Ryan and Karen. Oh, yes. But, <laughs> but unfortunately <laughs> for the listeners, the fun is over for you because this is the end of the episode. Yes, yes. And before we go, I guess I should have asked you this before. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to plug? Do you want to plug your Instagram? Oh, oh my gosh. No, I'm all good. Okay. I'm I all good. She's okay. private. <laughs> she's private. <laughs> she's been burned by yeah, someone she's before. Been burned. She's got to keep it under lock and key. You know? I feel that. <laughs> Well, you can follow me at Leslie Nope, L-E-S-L-I-E-G-N-O-P-E. You should. You should. <laughs> or you can follow the podcast, which you already should be, at Interstates and Heartbreak, both on Instagram. Thank you, Alex. Yes, thank you. I had such a good time. Thank Amazing. you for having me. So fun. Let's be exclusive. Subscribe to Interstates and Heartbreak wherever you listen to podcasts for more firsthand stories about the unglamorous side of dating in Los Angeles. And while you're at it, you can write me a love letter with a rating and review on Apple. See you next Sunday.